Hey guys, welcome to That Game Show, the show that talks about all the stuff in the nerd world and all the stuff in between. I am your host, Chase Bunker. Joining me today, he is the half-Asian sensation. It's Curtis Coe. Hello, everyone. And coming to us live from the Charlotte airport, which is why you're hearing a whole bunch of beeping right now, it's oh, Daniel yeah, Clegg. Hi, friends. Sorry about that. Yep. I, I can't tell if, like... I'm future Someone's like censoring. I, I can't tell if they're like beeping because like somebody's backing up, or it's like I'm already censoring Murph right now and he's not even here. <laughs> so no, it's Murph. It's Murph on the card as it's backing up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just dropping every swear word as it is. All right. Um, whether you're watching us on YouTube or watching us uh, or listening to us, excuse me, uh, via podcast. Thank you for making us a part of your day, gentlemen. A lot of stuff came out today. Uh, especially a lot of game announcements. You saw XCOM 2 with the announcement trailer. You had uh, stills of what looks to be Dark Souls 3, but that's still not yet confirmed. And, of right. course, the highly anticipated Fallout 4. So, guys, Woo! first off, I guess to me, what made the Fallout 4 trailer so special? Let's start off with Daniel Clegg. The dog. The dog is awesome. <laughs> Says the man that <laughs> just got a cat. Okay, uh, that's true. That doesn't mean I don't appreciate a good dog. My apartment just can't uh, house a dog. All right. But that dog is adorable. You know, the dog in the previous game was very important, so I'm sure they're going to play a part in that. Um, and I like the location. It's Boston, right? That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that's the current uh, thought is it's Boston. Boston Have we got confirmation right. that it's Boston? Um, I think I, they, I like it I've is Boston because um, I think that one of the visuals is Fenway Park. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Okay, great. So, so I like the location, and that's uh, super exciting. Yeah. Curtis, what made the trailer so special? Uh, that music. I heard that music, and I was instantly like, yes, Fallout, it's back. Um, for those that haven't played a lot of Fallout 3, there's a song that used to play on the radio. Is I want to, what is it? I don't want to catch the world on fire or something. I don't, I don't remember. There was some song, there was an old-timey kind of uh, song that used to play on the radio in uh, Fallout 3. And I had a very, it's made, done by the, the music in this game was done by the same band. And it just was really, really nice to hear that music again, kind of see just a very, yeah, it invoked the same kind of thought process and some cool visuals, nothing uh, graphically breaking, I guess is the right, groundbreaking though. No, yeah. it, so that's it, interesting. it's using a different engine. It looks very different in my mind from yeah. the previous game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, th I wasn't too excited because I haven't played Fallout 3. And what was weird is, like, I was about to buy Fallout 3 on Steam, but they said, oh, it's incompatible for Windows 7. It's like, how? How can you be really? incompatible with Windows 7? And then I also found out that Fallout 3 came out in 2008. I did not realize how old this game is. Yeah. And so it's like, I feel like... Well, first I thought New Vegas was also made by Bethesda. I was clearly wrong with that. But it's like I feel like everybody like Fallout just like kept coming out with stuff and was still relevant, and it came out in 2008. It's like holy crap, that's big. Um, the one thing that kind of bothered me was like, why tell us now when E3 is literally like two weeks away? Yeah, a lot of developments are happening the week before E3, which is kind of weird. But I mean, I, I, I suppose the majority of the audience doesn't see these leaks. They're waiting for E3. You know, your average gamer doesn't. Uh, doesn't have IGN on their bookmarks and check it three times a day like some of us do. Uh, I, I beg to differ. I think it's mostly to get them to stand out. Um, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of things at E3, and this is just a really good way to get in front of that, get people amped to see stuff like that at E3, like XCOM 2. 
XCOM is a, it was a popular game, but it's not Call of Duty. It's not a, you know, uh, new IP by any mark. Neither is Fallout, even though it's a hotly anticipated one. I think it's just a good way to get in front of some of those other games that are going to be the talk of the show, so to speak. Do you think Bethesda put out Fallout 4 to bring people into their conference to show Dishonored 2? I think so. I think Dishonored 2 will show up, and I think Doom is the one that they're trying to sell. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't need much of a sell on Dishonored 2. I need a sell on Doom. Yeah, because, like, Doom 3, I played a little bit of it. It was okay, but I feel like when you're, like, a title like Doom, you always expect the best. And with that, it's like you had the hassle of flashlight, pistol flashlight yeah. it's like we shouldn't have that because all marines are trained flashlight pistol done it's like this that's the one part that's completely unrealistic not the demon spewing out of hell but the fact that the guy can only do a flashlight and then a pistol and that's it um uh, yeah what did you think about the XCOM trailer oh dear god thank you thank you hey, this is my year really this it's, is my it's year a, it's a, yeah right Clay, I'm going to stop you right there. Like You are very robotic. Um, I'm gonna, I'll go to Curtis, and hopefully by that time you'll be not as Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto. Um, no, I mean, the, the ending of XCOM, and spoilers, spoilers. Um, it's kind of, you kind of win? But it wouldn't be so far out of the realm that what happened did not exactly have a positive ending. Um, it's it would not surprise me if you know during the time they came back and they wrecked face, essentially. Um, but like that's kind of part of XCOM is, if I remember correctly, uh, again we have a friend who's really big in XCOM lore is like they humans lose, and then they're kind of fighting from you know like a resistance front kind of thing. And that's a huge part of the game. And I think they're just trying to bring that into, you know, the next generation. Yeah, that is very true. Like, um, I never got into XCOM. It's just like all these games are pretty good. Like I never got into XCOM because it's like a turn base. It's like, and eh, not a fan of it. I just, I didn't have the, at the time I never had like a shooter or a system powerful enough to run fallout three. And then of course now I do It's like, Oh, I can get this, that, and the other. So, so, needless to say, I'm not caught up. Um, the Dark Souls 3 image, because I know you two are very big onto Dark Souls. Yes. How, can we, do you think that that actually is like a Dark Souls game, or Dark Souls 3, or do you think this could be something else from from software? Uh, I don't think it's anything else from software, because I don't see why they would be leaving Dark Souls on the table. It's... The second one did even better than the first one. They have a huge cult following. They've only done better with each subsequent release. Bloodborne has done a lot to put the name from software in the forefront of science. I think it. Uh, I, I think it's Dark Souls. I'm super excited about it. Yeah. Like, am, am I coming through better? Meh. Uh, you were at least uh. a little bit more like, <laughs> like I could hear you this time, but you're still like a little bit robotic. So I okay. have a feeling like it's it could be. What do you think, Curtis? Uh, I I'm not convinced that it's they're gonna even show it this year. I want them to. That would be awesome. But um, you know, I, I kind of take it with a grain of salt. A couple images is not enough to convince me that this is real. Oh, I had to Dark Souls two. Robot, 
But um, I'm gonna I'll jump in and like this is like their like what is it like their fifth game in f- like five years or six years maybe. Oh, it hasn't been long. Because it seems like they just keep putting out games, and so it's yeah. like I don't want them to put out Dark Souls because I feel like we just had Bloodborne, we just had Dark Souls two, we just had uh, mm. Sin the First Scholar, and it's like. You can take a break, like, we don't mind if you're taking a break and you're putting out quality, because eventually, you're going to run yourself to the ground and start putting out crap. And I don't want that, because I want them to succeed. Even though I don't play Dark Souls, I want them to do well, because it was an original IP at the time. Granted, I don't want Dark Souls 12, whatever. Like, I want them to do something else besides that. Um... One topic, I'm sorry, like you just keep getting cut off because you're just so robot-y. And so it's not that we don't value opi- your opinion, it's just that we can't Channel hear, your, hear opi- your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, I'm with you. And now I'm just censoring Murph more as we speak. Um, this is what we get for trying to do a show at an airport. Um, also, another, um, before we go on to the next topic, a little brief update. Tampa Bay Comic Con will be coming, uh, happening July 31st through August 2nd at the Tampa Bay Convention Center. Our panel will be at 5.30 on Friday, J- uh, July 31st. Uh, we'll have the whole gang there. We'll take some of your questions, and we'll do a live recording of the show as well. So you should come, check us out, say hi. We may even give out T-shirts if it's in the budget. So um, another topic I want to talk about, because I thought that this was big, was um, Steam announcing... And actually showing off the Steam machine. I think Clegg either got disconnected or muted. I'm going to go with muted because he's still there. Mute. Yep. Good man. You're a good man, Clegg. I appreciate that. Um, They announced the Steam machine. It's going to be $450 for the basic Steam machine. $50 for just the controller itself, which I'm still eh on. And then Mm. you have the, the Cyber, which I... Which is what? Like, it's... I don't know. You plug it into your computer. Like, it's... I don't understand it, but uh, I was talking to Mel, um, Mo Weezy from Geekly. Like him and I, like kind of like this joking banter. What do you think of the Steam Machine? We'll talk about what we just mentioned shortly. Uh, Curtis, I think it's okay. I don't. I don't think I will end up buying it. Um, I think I can do something very similar for a cheaper price. So I'm. To be honest, I'm not really terribly interested at the moment. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a PC that's more powerful than the machine they're looking at, the base machine, so I don't see a particular use. Control looks okay, but not great. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand, like, the whole, like, I guess it's a touchscreen joystick. Yeah. And it's like, my touchscreen on my phone acts up, so I don't know how this is going to respond. So, like, unless this has, like, literally 100%, you know, control, I'm not fully sold on it yet. Clegg, let's see if you can actually talk. What do you think? Um, I'm not excited about the Steam uh, boxes personally because I'm like you guys. I have a better PC myself, but I think it's a great entry point for those who don't have a high-end PC. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone who's exclusively a console player, only has an Xbox or a PlayStation, and this is the same price essentially. So that's a, a way to get into PC gaming at a much cheaper price than building your own tower. I'm just like I'm not saying that to like mute you. I'm saying that as a I'm just going with the beat of this to make it look like I'm censoring. But I completely agree. Um, for those who watch the video, you'll get that. I completely agree with the fact that, you know, I have a decent PC. I can run majority of everything. I think, like, 
Mel Weezy was talking about how he's not going to get it. Like, he's not really big into it because he's a console guy. And it's like, well, the big part of it is that you get the PC gaming experience with the luxury of a Steam sale, which is even glorious. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, it's a good mix. Like, it's a good segue. It's like a good mix of, like, console and PC gaming. Now, the one thing that also needs to be very certain is the fact that, like, if we're going to have couch co-op games. So it would be great if you're doing speedruns. It would be great if you're doing Nidhogg. It would be great if you're doing some of those things. Oh, Battle Block Theater. But mm-hmm. it's the fact that, like, a lot of games right now don't have that. So I hope that eventually that games like game companies will actually start making it. It will probably come out of the indie sector more than the AAA titles. But I think right now this is a great transfer to from console to pc it's like not a transfer it's a good middle point and yep. i think that's what people need to realize it costs is it literally costs as much as an xbox and a ps4 xbox one and ps4 but let's think about this for a second could it really be worth actually getting if, if you're like literally on the fence about a console because if you look at the xbox and playstation 4 you don't have much in terms of exclusivity. Which I really hope I pronounced that word correctly. Exclusive. Yes, okay. Um, you like PC usually has. I'm not gonna say it has the better games because that's very subjective. But I feel like with um, the PC gaming market, it's a little bit more secure. It's a like it's varied, and there's a lot more games to be had on there. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with you. Um... It's a uh, much larger catalog for sure. Yeah. And yes. much more varied pricing available. Yes. yes. That is also true. And, and to your point about couch co op, uh, I've actually found more PC titles that have couch co op these days than I find console games that have couch co op. Um, you know, uh, I believe it was the Gauntlet game or something like that. Whatever okay. the new Gauntlet game, I believe, has couch co op on the PC. Yeah. Which is a little weird, but I mean, I'm seeing it more and more where these these games are coming out and they're like, oh yeah, you can plug in two controllers and just play on one screen. And you know what? If that's what works, then that's what works. It's it's very atypical because PC gaming is typically one person sitting at a desk exactly. you know, doing a solo experience. If there is a hardware system that's mass marketed like the Steam Box that is intended to be used on a big screen TV in a living room you can be sure that developers are going to look at that and say, okay, couch co-op makes sense now. And exactly. you're going to see games mm-hmm. starting to develop for that market. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, the catalog is very expansive, and there's no denying that. I mean, right now, what you're seeing more or less is just, uh, like from other consoles, it's not, it's it's nothing special. Like, I'll be brutally honest, like, I have no desire to get a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One. I'll probably get it when Uncharted comes out, then maybe. And if um, the new David Cage game comes out only in Xbox, or if it only comes out for PlayStation 4, then yeah. But if it comes out for PC, I literally see no point in me getting it unless I'm playing Uncharted 4. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the one thing that the markets are slowly dying down on. Can I bring up one more thing that I don't think we mentioned? They also announced um, their streaming box, which is the one product I'm most interested in, where you plug the box into your TV and it streams from your computer. Is that the cyber? No, that's not the right word. Link, maybe? I don't have that. I think think you're right. I think it's the Steam Link. 
That sounds right. But that's what I'm most excited about if it delivers the low latency, lag free streaming uh, process at 1080p that they're talking about. I haven't uh, tried it, but the I, reviews have been decent so far. I would not bet your money on it unless you have a super high end wireless system. That's, yeah. That's, it's, I'm pretty, if it works the way I think it works, it's probably running on Wi Fi. Um, it is, yes. It is. So it's completely dependent on your Wi-Fi system. If you have a good Wi-Fi system, it's going to run great. If you have a really terrible Wi-Fi system, it's going to run like crap. I feel like they need to have a... I think they have a wired jack in there, which is more secure than anything. Like, I, like, like I'm on Wi-Fi now, and I hate that I'm on Wi-Fi because I prefer wired. Because yeah, my Wi-Fi too. can just, you know, go out just like that. But wired is a nice, steady connection throughout. Yeah. Um, I like what they're... Um, overall, I like what they're doing... I feel like right now it's a step up from what the other consoles are doing, and I think it's. I think this could be the start of something even greater, and I hope it is. Because yeah. let's face it, like they're good. Like it's it's yeah. good. Like flat, it's just good. Um, did you guys watch the Battleborn trailer yet? I did. It it has a very um, Overwatch sort of feel to it. I feel like uh, yeah. 2K and Blizzard were developing these two very similar games with somewhat similar art styles at the same time. It looks good. It does. I'm, I'm excited for it. Like, I feel like this could be... I feel like it's going to have the quirkiness of Borderlands, but it's going to have like the action like Overwatch. Granted, we haven't played Overwatch yet, but... Now, for, for my reference, Battleborn is a first-person shooter MOBA I, yeah. from Gearbox? Unless it yes. literally just switched on us last minute, and I... No, and... you got it. Think, okay. Uh, okay. Team, think uh, team Fortress or gotcha. Overwatch from Blizzard. Yeah. It's, gotcha. Gotcha. Or Smite even, although not with the abilities. It's yeah, I don't know. So. I, I understand the general idea behind it. I was just making sure yeah. I understood what the general... what the idea. The and, and you're right, Chase. It did have a sort of Borderlands 2... Uh, graphical feel to it. I don't think it was cell shaded exactly. It wasn't cell shaded, but it wasn't like ultra realistic either. It was right. uh, very cartoony. Yeah, cartoony is the right yeah. word. Um, Alright. So, final topic because Clegg has a flight soon. Um, I guess this is going to be the week we're traveling because I'm going off to LA this week, so yay. Uh, well, that'll be details in another video. Um, final topic. Heroes of the Storm has officially gone live, and the reviews are, like every Blizzard game, actually it's not like Blizzard game, it's down. Guys, what do you think of Heroes of the Storm? With its very simpli- with a very simplistic look, uh, no items on the MOBA, there's no, like, there's a whole bunch of different skill trees, but it's a different outlook, but why do you think the ratings are so low? Curtis? Oh, you're going to make me do this? I'm going to make okay. you do this. Um, I do not hate Heroes of the Storm, okay? I I enjoy the game sometimes. I think it has some exceedingly severe balancing issues. Um, Which, uh, in turn, I'll, I'll play Devil's Advocate. When we, we played League, like, when it came yes. out on beta, there was still, like, a lot of balancing issues well, on that. And and to be fair, even Jax now the beta oh, yes. Jax, oh my gosh, uh, even even now Shaco, has some Ash. pretty has some pretty severe issues um, in terms of balancing and so on and so forth. Um, 
I think Heroes of the Storm is going to be around for a while. I don't think it will nearly be as successful as League of Legends. I don't think it has or Dota that strategic... 2. Or Dota 2, excuse me. Um, I don't think it has that quite that strategic um, play in some ways. Um, I, I think it's an interesting game. I think it becomes one-sided really quick though which kind of can get very agitating i like some of the maps but i hate that pirate map me too burning passion um i mean i i don't i don't hate the whole game i just think there's some issues with uh matchmaking and some other some other issues i also think that the amount of gold you get for a win is pretty garbage clay (laughs) Um, I agree with a few points. I think the uh, the price of champions and skin, skins and mounts and your gold income are all um, Blizzard style and price. Everything is really expensive and you don't earn money very fast. I mean, that's kind of to be expected from a company that has such a high standard for quality. But it is a little uh, disheartening when you realize, hey, I got 10 gold for that game. How much do I need? 10,000? Okay. All right. That's going to take a while. Um I agree there's some balancing stuff and the matchmaking is not that fantastic, but it's early on, so you know, that's kind of to be expected for a game that came out officially mm-hmm. like last week. So I think that's that's easily fixed. What I do like is the core the core systems of the game where it doesn't involve gold or item purchases and it's more about individual champions having these skill trees. Yes. I think people in general don't like it because it is different from the two big guys in that game. League of Legends and Dota 2 are essentially the same in several categories. Their, their primary map is almost identical. Champions are all very similar. They all have this gold to then gold purchase items to boost your character system. And it's very complicated and difficult to learn and, and complex, which adds a lot of gameplay depth. And this game has none of that. And I think that throws people off. Yeah. Um, first off, tell the person that just sneezed or coughed, bless you. Secondly, the I feel like... I like Heroes of the Storm's idea of making it very simplistic. Because, I mean, you guys can definitely attest to this with me. It took me a very, very long time for me to actually like be decent at a MOBA. And, like, it's, it's very hard to get into. Especially when you have to find a champion that you like. Um... Yeah. The one thing I like that Heroes of the Storm did is, like, it was originally taken from a game called Demigod, where you have different skills at different times, where it's like, oh, this could do this, this could do that. And I thought it was a brilliant idea, and I felt like if Demigod had, like, more champions and more diversity, that would have actually been a good game to actually combat um, League of Legends and Dota, but it didn't, and it eventually fell off the wayside. But um, there's no items. It's a very simplistic MOBA game. I like it. I like its simplicity. It's a good intro into MOBAs. But the problem is, it's the biggest, biggest problem for me is like besides the balancing issues, it's the maps. I can't stand majority of the maps because the fact that like I want to win based off combat. I don't want to win because I just got lucky and happened to like be on a point that happens to res some sort of champion. I like the idea, but it's like it gets very one-sided very quickly. And I think, I think you highlighted the exact difference in in a game like League and a game like Heroes. One of them is very combat and skill based. That's League of Legends. Yes. You win team fights, you will win the game. 
in Heroes, you can lose plenty of team fights, but if you were doing point control and objectives for the map, which is different because there are seven or eight maps in that game, that is the key to victory. Yeah. So it's a different mentality for sure, and I suppose some players might uh, enjoy and respect one aspect of the game over the other, you know? Maybe yeah. a player isn't te technically as skilled as you are in controlling the champion and executing the skill shots and whatnot, but if they are aware of the map and are able to stand, to stand on point at the right time, you know, it, it, that's a different sort of skill in, in being uh, having map awareness. So you're right, very very different, but and I, yeah. I think they're smart in that they're trying to target a different audience and be different from these established games, because let's be honest, it's too late to really challenge League of Legends. It is. I don't want to say it's too late, because Dota 2 came like a few years later, and it's yeah. it's bringing up a good market. Um, the one plus side for Heroes of the Storm is that I like the fact that they do have multiple maps. I mean, let's face it, League's been out since, what, 2007, 2008? Ooh, a long time. And it's like... And it's still Summoner's Rift. No one plays Dominion anymore. Barely anybody play ARAM. Oh, yeah, they have Twisted Tree Line. That's... Technically four. They technically have four. Twisted now, Tree but... Line sucks. It's a giant spider. I hate it. Uh... <laughs> but it's the fact that, like, you know, their best modes are when they break the game. And it's like, I, I don't mm -hmm. know. It's... I agree with you. I, I feel like I want League to make more maps, and I feel like they'll be more relevant. Another thing I want to point out real quick, when League first came out, it also got a relatively mediocre score. And it changed over time. So let's not be too quick. Granted, I posted the question, but let's we can't be too quick to say that Heroes of the Storm is a bad game, but they really need to work out a few kinks here and there. All right. So that will be it for today's really short episode. Holy crap. Um, make sure you uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Chase Bunker, or you can follow the show on Twitter at that underscore game underscore show. You can like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash that new show show. Also, um, make sure you follow Murph on Twitter at um, Dork Knight Show. Check out his uh, podcast, Dork Knight, as well. Um, I feel like I had something important to say. Oh, watch the Grant Kirkhope interview, the composer of Banjo-Kazooie and Ukulele. We actually had a conversation. It was awesome. And Murph even retweeted it. Considering how often he goes on Twitter, that's a big deal. <laughs> so... Um, I don't think I forgot anything else. Check out our other videos and see what else we have done. We'll hopefully have more Let's Plays in the future. So, for Curtis Coe, Daniel Clegg. Oh, by the way, watch us on uh, Let'sPlaySociety.com. We're actually on that. I know, it's weird. So, uh, for Curtis Coe and Daniel Clegg, I am Chase Bunker. Have a good rest of your week, and we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Well, bye, bye Clegg. Have fun on your flight. He didn't even say bye, dick.